Hello and welcome to the Salty Podcast. I am your host, Salty Popcorn. And I'm the Salty Co-host. Salty Co-host, how are you doing today? Yes, I'm doing just fine. What did you say? I'm doing just fine. Ah. And you? Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm doing as well as I can be. Just fine. That is just fine. Well, everything's just fine. What if I'm just doing fine, bad? What would you say to that? Like, what if I just well, that's just fine with me. You're fine with me being (laughs) having a terrible day. Yeah, that's just fine. Why? Because I'm not sad. Well, that's just that's just well fine. I have the same feelings when you're sad, and I'll feel I'll feel joyful and gleeful. I don't know. Well, I'm not feeling joyful. Just fine. Well, I'm even worse than you, so ha ha. Wow, ha ha ha, because I'm just feeling fine. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the movie today. Um, do, you, do you have anything else you want to add or no? Well, we're introducing like these categories of talking oh, yeah. about stuff. We should okay. So we we wanted to review films properly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you want to say the categories first? Do you want to say the categories? Yeah. All right. Cool. We've organized the review starting with cinematography, acting, technical score, writing, direction, and at the end is overall experience. Technical and score. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know what to say with technical. Um, just basically like sounding, sounds, lights, score, everything like that. Music and composition, yeah. something like that. I feel like that would be including technical achievements as well. But I feel like you can include cinematography in that too. I don't know. Basically, we're just gonna do. We're gonna try and review every aspect of the movie. Cool. See, you. see. You. Um. So do you want to, so today we're going to be talking about Primer. Um, I don't know, this really isn't a film, this is not a film that you can really spoil that much because I hate to say nothing really happens in the film, but like, I don't, yeah, I, it's, it's not spoilery to the point where you're going to miss a plot, like nobody dies or anything, which there's really not like a big plot twist or yeah, it's just, yeah. We'll talk about it when we review it. Anyway, uh, do you want to give the Google plot synopsis for Primer? Yes, I will right now. This is the synopsis. It's friends and a fledgling and fledgling entrepreneurs invent a device in the garage, which reduces the apparent mass of any object placed inside it. But they discover that has some highly unexpected capabilities. Once ones that could enable them to have simu- do seemingly anything. They want taking advantage of this unique opportunity is the first challenge they face, and then dealing with the consequences is next. Easy poker. Yeah, that Google plot synopsis is it really doesn't say anything. Really, okay. I hate to say like this movie isn't that much, but it isn't that much, if that makes sense. There's I don't know how to explain it's just, it. It's like it's just a journey following some people. Like it's two not guys. Like a huge event. Yeah, it's not huge. I don't know. It's not like I really like this movie, by the way. So it's kind of like 
for me it's kind of hard just explaining this but we'll try it um so do you want to get into our points sure starting with cinematography um i really like this the cinematography in this i like the grainy kind of look to it it makes it feel more low budgety and it looks it looks a little bit more authentic yeah i thought some of the shots were pretty creative they had shots where it was just like a silhouette of their garage and they have like windows it's just some cool things yeah um i think the cinematography I've, so this might be weird but like they're dealing with time travel and time travel is like this yeah. sort of sciencey fictiony kind of thing yeah and i think the cinematography feels more futuristic and science fictiony looking type in a sort of low budget picture, and i think it looks really cool and i I think it captures the whole science fiction what do you it's yeah i I don't know how to explain it but it's kind of like modern movement it's kind of jagged i guess and but of course there's handheld parts yeah but yeah I, it was purposeful, and I think, like, sure, there might be mistakes you could point out in, like, the cinematography, but I think it was all purposeful to capture that sort of low-budgety, science fiction-y type of thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on to our next point? I mean, Acting. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> I think the acting... So I have to... So I was reading your letterbox review... Make sure to follow us on Letterbox. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and you said like some of the actors weren't that great, and I have to agree. Um, I feel like the side characters, like yeah, uh, Shane Carruth's wife, kind of felt pointless, and her acting was kind mm-hmm. of weird. I didn't think I liked her, and I felt like the uh, the friends of theirs was a bit weird too. I thought their acting was a bit weird too. But like yeah. Ruth and like the other guy, let me look up his name. There's a few characters that just show up for a few minutes and their acting is not good, but I totally understand why because it's low budget. They're not going to like pay a full-time actor just for a few seconds. Yeah, David, David Sullivan, that's his name. I Yeah, the actors, yeah, they're like the two guys just show up randomly. <laughs> they just show up like anytime they want. This is our town, you know? This is what we're doing. Just teleporting. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's... I, I definitely think Shane Cruz and David Sullivan's performance was really good. Um, but um, Yeah, it was pretty natural, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do you want to move on to the technical and the score side all right so let's start with the editing i have to agree the editing was a bit weird at parts and it doesn't it's yes. not that hard you can you can edit on iMovie and it could look better you know it could look pretty good yeah you don't need money to really edit yeah social Just network was edited on like final cut final cut pro i think hmm. <laughs> and that oh, was that's interesting really, and it won the best editing thing so that's <laughs> <laughs> you can make you can edit anything and make it look good. I know that sounds yes. a little bit like 
what's the word? I forgot that word. Um, ignorant, ignorant of you. It might sound a little bit ignorant, but I think mm. it's, you can do a bit more with the editing, make it a little bit more creative. Have you seen yeah. any Edgar Wright films? I haven't seen any. So what I think, I think Edgar Wright's editing, well, his editors know like his style and they do like these cool like zoom ins and like it, the, the editing is so creative oh. in those films and i wish like more films not just comedies but like more like action films or drama films like science fiction films would kind of do cool different editing that has like a cool style to it you know yeah editing can always influence the story if you want it to just exactly. add some creative flair exactly uh, <clears throat> Um, the score was so, I think it's one of the coolest scores ever. I gotta be honest. I think it captures the whole science fiction-y time travel idea. And it, it makes it so just, I don't know. It, it's so cool. I really like the score for this. I thought it was cool, but I have to be honest, I forgot the rhythm of it. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like, this is forgettable, but I think it was fitting. It was cool. It was like um, I don't I don't really know how to say it. it was like one of those synth things, and it just like mm. oscillates between two notes or something. Yeah, I thought I really liked it. I think I feel like science fiction films nowadays, like modern science fiction films, they can be a bit generic, like. Have you did you see Valerian? I forgot. I think that's what it's called. I now. haven't. No, it's it's really bad, and I think it has <laughs> this just generic, uh, like uninteresting score, or like Jupiter Ascending, like those kind of scores. They're just so, what's the word, generic. And I think the movies are really bad as well. But I also blame mm. like the scores, and I think, you know, for like a science fiction score to be this cool, it's just it's it's really not. It's like a really breath fresh Epic stuff yeah um, um i have to say their camera i know yeah. it was made in 2004 mm-hmm. but their like exposure it was bad sometimes it sometimes was. the it light like, was, was just so light and then it got so blinding dark. yeah like, yeah well especially with i do agree like it, it gets it gets a little too bright at points and it is annoying mm-hmm. Which is like a probably a flaw, and, and thank you for mentioning it because I don't think I would have remembered it. But I, it's still an important thing. Like if you have too much exposure, it starts ruining the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, there was this film that came out in like 2016 or 2017 called The Bye Bye Man. Mm-hmm. And basically in the beginning <laughs> it was overexposed so the oh my gosh was like intense action sequence but it got overexposed to the point where you couldn't even see the movie <laughs> and it was so laughably bad and it, like they were trying to make this cool one-shot sequence but it was only for like one take and i think like <laughs> that's that's a whole other story maybe we'll do a one take movie on this podcast talk about like birdman or something but like um that just i don't know it changes it's sort a lot of, of things exposure kind of ruins the movie for me and it, it sort of gets out of like it gets the rhythm it changes like the rhythm of the film yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I do agree. It was a bit overexposed. Um, yeah. Okay. Maybe we, could we move on to writing? Or yeah, let's go on. This is okay. <laughs> the writing is so confusing. I don't understand a <laughs> single thing they're saying. I'm gonna be a genius or something to understand it because I don't understand a single thing. However. I was entertained throughout the whole movie. And I think that was because of the writing. Yeah. Just, me being so confused and bewildered. And they, they talk at like 10 light years per second. They talk fast. They interrupt each other. Yeah. And, and I like them interrupting each other numbers. Because yeah. it's, it's because we as people just interrupt each other as well. And we just consistently <laughs> are still with <laughs> each other. I don't know. I think it felt pretty realistic. I it did come is, off as real, yeah. Yeah, this is the cool thing about this movie because writing and story are the same thing, basically. So let's just talk about the story as well. This feels mm-hmm. like an actual, like if someone was going to make a time travel, like actual time travel. This is the movie. This, this is, is such a such a grounded sci-fi film. I know it's so oh. ground. It's like the most realistic sci-fi film. I'm ready to say it's the most realistic sci-fi film ever because I feel like the others, like Back to the Future is impossible. It's not, I mean, yeah. it, it could be possible, but it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel round. Everything feels so cheesy, but I, that's one of my favorite movies of all time too. So it, but like, I don't know. Like, yeah, just how this movie is. They built it in a garage and they like sleep in the machine and totally makes sense. And the first thing they do when they time travel is they do stocks. It makes sense. Like that's what anyone else would do. I just love the realism. And I think, I feel like more sci-fi films can benefit from that. And there isn't some like big crazy antagonist who wants to destroy the world. Exactly. I I have to be honest about Endgame. Like that's like the least realistic sci-fi film ever. (laughs) I love Endgame, but and I'm a I'm a huge superhero fan too, but at the same time I do like grounded films, and I do think like I wish Endgame was a bit more grounded, and I wish like other, and also Tenet too. I feel like Tenet would have benefited from being more grounded. Yeah, Tenet wasn't as entertaining as this film. Yeah, I don't know. Just and I think because Tenet also because let's just be honest, this has a lot of exposition in it too. However, because they're explaining the plot and they're consistently doing it, which is what um, Tenant did. However, the difference mm-hmm. between like that and this and Tenant is I feel like this has <laughs> everybody's just so because conf- Tenant you are confused, but I just don't think it's like the characters are as interesting or as any t- entertaining, you know? Yeah, and the cool thing they did is they explained the ex- uh, exposition as a narrator while showing what was going on at the same time yeah like they had this you know like a scene of how they did something while they're doing it Mm -hmm. that's possible to explain i don't know yeah i think they they don't just go with exposition they also have stuff going on because they're also playing the score really loud too and it's kind of hard to hear what they're (laughs) saying at times but I think because of like the visual storytelling, it's just, it works. Yeah. 
Um, and we can move I, on to direction, which I don't really understand what that means. Oh, just how how do you think the directing worked? How do you think the direct? So Shane Cruz was the director, and how do you how do you think he told us? Did you think he's he told a story well? Do you think it was all handled well? I, that's like sort of that kind of thing. Hmm. Well, uh, I didn't really feel like there was a, a sole point to it, like yeah. a goal or anything. Yeah. It's just stuff that happened, which mm-hmm. isn't really a bad complaint at all. But that's something I noticed. Yeah. Um, I thought the direction was really interesting. Like, direction, like, like a style, like Tarantino style or something like that, or Martin Scorsese style. Mm. Something like, how do you think his style was dealt? Oh. Or like, how how do you think the style of the movie works? For oh, you? the style, it was very stylized. It, was, it had um, blue colors, and at night it was kind of like orange and grainy and very dark. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's I good really, style. yeah, I really like the style. I, this is my first Shane Carruth film. Um, and I want to check out his other one. I forgot what it was called. <sighs> Hold on. Let me look at this up. Um, but, and I think he's, he has a really strong direction. Okay. Upstream color is the one. That's the one I want to see. I think he has a strong direction. And I think there's not a lot of like violence or like nudity in this film, but it's very dark and disturbing. And I think that's because of yeah. the direction, the way he sh- he shot everything, the way he told the story. It's all very dark and disturbing because, yeah. It's almost like a horror film sometimes. It was. I was just like, it was kind of weird because the tension that was built up th- through, throughout the film was got actually really heavily. And you're just wondering, like, what's happening? Wait, what, did, what are they doing? Are they okay? And you just don't understand what's happening because... That yeah, mixed up with the whole confusion. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it, it actually builds the story and experience too, which is another oh, yeah. thing we want to get into the overall experience. Ooh. How's that great transition? Let's, let's clap for me. That was just glorious. Yeah. I I'll snap my fingers first. Yeah. yeah, you snap your fingers. You're actually a professional if you snap your fingers first. Yeah. Okay. Um, how was your overall experience of this film? I think it's it's fun. Um, yeah. You, you I, don't. I, I don't it. know. I just. I feel like you should try and not understand this film. Just like Tenant. Yeah. I feel like this is way more entertaining than Tenant. Um, <laughs> I just. Yeah. You have a choice to understand it or not, but Tenant, you can't really. You just yeah. have to understand it to enjoy, I guess, which I don't. Well, I tried to like ignore all of like just everything, and I still wasn't entertained <laughs> by it because I think I don't know. I yeah. just, that movie just did not connect with me. It was just. Uh, but Christopher Nolan understands the movie, but we don't. I don't, at least. Yeah, Nolan does, and he won't tell. He won't show or tell. He'll show, but he won't tell. Foolish. Person. Yeah. For like eight years, you find years he finally understands it. Like, oh, time to make a movie. Exactly. Um, but 
this is really short. This, by the way, I like the pace of this. It's like, it's really well paced. And then when you're done, you're like, what? Because it's an hour and 17 minutes too. So it's just yeah. like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just, it's insanity for an hour and 17 minutes. And I, I just had a good time with it. And I think it worked for me. It's a film I'm going to be revisiting a lot too. You know, I just think it's- Yeah, so- I might revisit it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't know. Well, we'll it's, a, it's a film I do want to check out again. Um, do you have anything else to add? Um, since it's low budget, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't, I don't, I really feel like I can't give it like a masterful rating. For me, masterful is like four stars and above. Yeah. It just has the, some obvious flaws. Mm-hmm. If if you watch it, I don't know. So I give it a three point seven six. Okay, I'm gonna give this a four out of five. I really really enjoyed this film, and I thought it was, I I I I hate to say awesome for this film because <laughs> it's not really a film you would consider awesome, but I had it was it was pretty awesome. I don't know. I I thought it was a good time. It's a good film. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on to question? The trivia. Trivia. Woo! I, I'm, I got this uh, this time. I'll answer everything correct. You've been studying. I see. Let's see Most how you definitely. do. Young child. Padawan. Padawan. I was going to make a, I don't know. I was wanting to make the Star Wars joke, and I didn't want to seem what's the what's the word called generic, but I just made it anyway because I'm generic. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I had to do it. I had to. It needed to be done. It needed to be said and done. All right, let's let's do the first question. In what 1976 thriller does Robert De Niro famously say, "You talking to me"? Uh. <laughs> I thought you've been studying. Uh, <laughs> you've been studying the wrong things. Um, Superman. You're gonna go with that? <laughs> no, um, insomnia because he's in that. Wrong, taxi driver. Taxi driver. I didn't know he was even in that movie. He's the main character. <laughs> <laughs> a 1976 thriller insomnia came out in 1977 1997 well that's the original one then there's the 2002 one that stars al pacino who is not robert de niro <gasps> all right next question well whatever what's okay. what's the name of the skyscraper in die hard i have no idea it's a skyscraper guess it <laughs> guess is the skyscraper called die hard you're wrong. Nakatomi Plaza. How have what? you not watched Skyscraper? I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> Die Hard. How have you not watched uh, Die Hard? Silly goose. It's uh, not Christmas. Shame on you. Shame on you. Um, for what movie did Tom Hanks get score his first Academy Award nomination? Was it Sully? Oh, no, that's recent, though. 
probably um, that that army film. The Saving Private Ryan. Was no. he in that? Oh no. <laughs> okay. He was in that one, but that's not his. I think he, that was like his third or fourth nomination. It was actually the Forrest Gump. Big. Forrest Gump, I think, started his career. No silly pasta. I just said the nomination, his first Academy Award nomination was big. Uh, oh, big? I thought you were saying he was a big like person. Good rom coms and stuff after this. Silly. I never even heard of that movie. <laughs> big? I thought. Oh. Every single one of your watches are going to be very mad at me because <laughs> I'm uncultured. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're getting there, though. I'll make you cultured with our, my recommendations and your recommendations, too. <laughs> what was the first feature-length animated movie ever released? Animation. So not 3D animation, just animation. No, just animation in general. 2D and 3D what? are basically in the same category as animation. It's a whole medium. All right. <laughs> Full length. Yes, because there were short animations before. So what would that be? Like an hour? Yes. Well, I don't even, I can't even answer that. It was in nineteen in the nineteen thirties and it was done by Walt Disney. It's a Disney movie. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. That's my hint. Um It's about a How come I haven't heard of it? Wait, are you talking about Toy Story? (laughs) No. It came out. Okay, I'm telling you. It's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. How do you not know this? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. I knew Toy Story was famous for being first 3D animated. Yes. Whatever. Okay, I should have just left 2D and 3D because you seem to like just separate those two. But anyway, um, for what movie did Steven Spielberg win his first Oscar for Best Director? Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, it was in 1993 when he got his Best Director. Well, 1994, because the Oscars, it was 1993 he made the movie, and 1994 he got the Oscar. And it's about... 1990s? Yeah, 90s. And it's a black and white. Whoa. Mm. I'm definitely not looking at his letterbox. I'll let you cheat this one time. Hello? (laughs) I got this. Come on. Think. Think about it. These films are in black and white? It's a film that's in black and white. It's about the Holocaust, and it came out in 1993. And it stars... Oh, who does it? I forgot the dude. Oh. Schindler's List. Yes. Where did you look at it? Nowhere. Liam Neeson. It stars Liam Neeson. There you go. You must be so proud. I 
totally <laughs> won this. Got, well, you cheated, so you get a half a star. <laughs> so last time's questions were easier. I know who played these for you. Well, I'm making this is the easiest it goes. It gets harder from here, bud. You better start oh, the movie. <laughs> your movie facts. Better start watching more. Um. Anyway, do you have Maybe. anything to say? Or just want to? No, I don't. All right. So it's a recommendation from me. Ooh. Whoa. Let me look at my books. <laughs> Ooh, what movie should we do today? So many options. All right. I'm going to be recommending the film um, called Stalker, directed by Andrei Tarkovsky. Interessante. Yeah. I've never heard of such a stalker. I wonder if it's about a stalker. <gasps> Suspicious. Ooh. Well, I've watched it before. Couldn't be. I wasn't paying attention to it, so. It looks like there's snow. Yeah. How thrilling. All right. Hmm. Okay. So, if you don't want to be spoiled for Stalker, go watch it. Go watch it and tune in next time. Yeah, where we talk about Stalker. And we'll talk about it. Maybe you'll disagree with us. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I might like it, and maybe you will hate it, and then or vice versa. Mm, I don't know. You don't. You like already it. gave it. Well, maybe I shouldn't say it. Yeah, I don't know. I again, I don't remember it. So sorry. Wait, people. you rated it like that, but you weren't paying attention. What is this? <laughs> it's rigged. No, I didn't rate it. Um, I didn't give it a rating. Yeah, what rating? No, I'm serious. I didn't give it a rating. What do you mean? Yeah. I could. I see it right now. What does it wow. say? It says no rating. Okay. Whatever. All right, we're going <laughs> to... You get the idea. Yeah, we get... Anyway, we're going to be watching this. It's going to be good, I think. Hopefully, I don't know. And, um, yeah. So, tune in for the next time. See you later. And...